Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Tuesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with the Daily Bureau Investing Podcast. Hope you all had a good day today. You know, uh, look, we have had a great run, have we not? It's been a fantastic, I say fantastic, this bear market has been so brutal. It's really hard to use the word fantastic with anything to do with stocks. Let, let me restate that. It's been a good bear market rally so far. Uh, SP 500 has rallied 14% from the lows of uh, June 17th. NASDAQ, the average NASDAQ stock is up 37%. So yeah, things have been better, but it was so brutal. You know, we, we, we like to keep things in perspective here. Uh, but we reached extreme overbought uh, on a short-term uh, viewer momentum oscillators on Friday. And now we're seeing kind of end result. This is just the pattern that's been repeating for about 18 months, unfortunately. And now we're seeing a bit of a sell-off. But I think everything we see here, we'll cover it on this podcast, everything we see here tells us this is a pause. This is a, the pause that refreshes. And folks, tomorrow morning, we're going to get a big test here to find out if uh, Kip Herridge, if my instincts are right on this one. I think they're going to be. I think the CPI tomorrow, which comes out at 8.30 Eastern, an hour before the market opens, I think the CPI, the Consumer Price Index tomorrow, even though it's a lagging indicator, it shouldn't matter as much as it does, it still does, it's a big headline number, I think tomorrow morning is going to show that inflation is cooling. Folks, we are seeing it, aren't we? We're seeing it everywhere. Something led by oil, petrochemicals, natural gas has still been strong, but we're seeing, we're seeing one by one in our, in our producer prices, we're seeing it throughout the energy uh, spectrum, we're seeing pretty much across the board, even food prices are, are, and commodity prices certainly started collapsing, honestly, about two and a half months ago. So it's happening. We're seeing it across the board. I frankly, and I think a lot of people were surprised that it wasn't in last month's CPI. I think, I'll wrap on this note, if tomorrow morning CPI is not, I think, markedly better, I think the estimate is like 9.1%, okay? 9.1% year-over-year consumer price growth. If it's not markedly better than that, I think we have to start questioning this data, uh, which, 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 by the way, we have for a very long time. Remember, for years, I mean, for a decade, they told us that inflation was 2%. Did you ever believe that? Of course not. Uh, a lot of bizarre things are happening here, folks. Uh, but listen, uh, let's cover the markets first. We've got a lot to get to. I'm going to do it very quickly today. Dow Jones today uh, finishing down 58 points. We're going to call that flat, frankly. Uh, SP 100 was down 4 to 1%. Uh, Rust 2000, which has been our leader, uh, also got to extreme, extreme overbought, uh, was down 1.4% today, and NASDAQ down 100, excuse me, down 1.2%. That's a 150-point loss in NASDAQ. So, again, this has been the pattern of reaching extreme overbought. We see this, uh, uh, a bit of a selling pressure tends to happen over the next few days. Again, we think the difference here is that this market has got legs, and that the lows are in, the bear market lows are in, and certainly for the stocks we care the most about. I'm going to share with you in a minute some of the other market strategies that we follow most closely and that are very good in what they're saying as well. But I have to talk just for a second. Uh, I, can't, I can't do a podcast and not talk about what happened last night. I was uh, in the waiting room, uh, in the green room uh, on, on air, waiting to go on uh, Wayne Roop's uh, radio show last night. And I'm sitting there, and I'm listening, and uh, I'm actually getting a workout in. I've got my headset on, listening to Wayne Root, All's Right with the World. And then here comes Wayne going, we got breaking news, folks. Trump is just, Trump's residence in Mar-a-Lago has just been raided by the FBI. And I'm listening, going, there's no way that's right. The FBI, look, as miserable as they are, as lousy as they've been, 
uh, the, the there's just no way that they would raid the the twenty fifth president, forty fifth president. He just left office. There's no way they'd do that. Sure enough, of course they did. So <clears throat> by now you've all heard the stories, you've all seen the news. Uh, don't believe anything you're hearing. By the way, this has nothing to do with official classified documents. This is all about them looking for information about January 6th because they want to indict this man and they want to do it before the midterms. Folks, I'll, tell you, I'll give you a little inside baseball, okay? I've been, told, I've been told by people that know that before Trump is indicted, he will, he will announce that he's running. And the reason he'll do that is because it will then appear very clear that if he's announced and then they charge him, that is political persecution, and it'll make him the ultimate martyr. I think they kind of did that last night anyway. So I, I don't know. I know they want, they want Trump to announce. They believe that if he announces, it'll, it'll make, the, it'll make uh, the Dems do better in the midterms because they'll all be running against Trump. They believe that's to their advantage. Of course, they can paint Trump as a radical insurrectionist, right? And uh, the media will just go happily along, the propagandists that they are, uh, I don't care about any of that, frankly. I just don't care about it. I'm, t- I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. Like most of you, I'm over it. Here's what I believe is going on here. What's happening is only going to make Trump strong with his base. And I'm certain, I'm certain of this, that they want Trump to run. They want Trump to be the guy. They believe they can beat him. They believe they beat him before. Of course, they didn't. They, 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 they don't believe they can beat Ron DeSantis. They want Trump to be the guy. And they want him to announce before the midterms. That's, that's, uh, that's certain. There's no doubt about that in my mind. I also believe, however, that they've overplayed their hand by a great deal. Now, we know they're going to try to cheat their ass off come November. But right now, everybody I talk to is like stunned and shocked. Even independents, even Democrats. Like, this is happening in America. We're a banana republic. This is third world BS. What is going on here? Because we understand if they can target an ex-president, what can they do to us? Little old us, right? This is what America has become. Uh, politicization of everything. Our Justice Department, FBI, what? They, they've always called the FBI, and you've heard this, I'm sure, the world's preeminent law enforcement force or operation, whatever you want to call it, right? Organization. Would you call the FBI that now? No. I'm not going to go through all the... You know, they could have gone after Hillary for her emails and <clears throat> all the things they could have gone for Democrats, of course, Hunter Biden. But uh, one after another, they go after only conservatives. Something very wrong with this picture. Americans know it. And if they rig the midterms, Todd and I were just talking about this. If they rig the midterms and somehow Democrats wind up keeping the House and the Senate, I'm telling you straight up, folks, this country will become ungovernable. Ungovernable meaning that laws in the books will no longer matter. And uh, who knows? Maybe that's, what, uh, maybe that's what these communists want. Maybe that's how they, uh, they tear America down from within, right? That's what Wayne Root talked about last night on the show, is that this is all happening at the, be- the behest of China. This is their game plan. They own the Democrats. They own so many Republicans. This is how they destroy America from within without a single shot being fired. I hate to say Wayne's been right so far. Uh, and I, I, I pray to God he's wrong this time. Okay, let's get back to the markets here. Uh, because, look, again, we, we're overbought. Now we got the chip warnings from NVIDIA. Now we got another warning from chips today from Micron, even though they are moving their chip production back to the U.S. with this big new chip bill. Uh, but, look, 
The semis had a hell of a rally. First of all, they fell 40% in six months, brutal bear market, and then they rallied, what was it, uh, 30 something percent in, in about four weeks, okay, from the bottom. So they've had a massive move higher, and now they're giving some of it back. I think that's what it is, Face. I think it's profit taking. I think it's just profit taking. This is a normal ebb and flow of a, of a market that's moving higher. And, you know, to, to kind of back that up, you know, as we've been bullish here and buying pretty aggressively now for about the better part of a month and a half. Kathy Woods buying aggressively into this pullback. I can tell you, Rich Ross, <clears throat> we covered this morning with our clients, Rich Ross, the, the CMT, the Chartered Market Technician at Evercore, is our top technical guy, was uh, a big-time bear. He was one of the first to make the call. He was exactly right in making his call, but then he stayed bearish way too long, right? But he flipped, as of yesterday, aggressively bullish, aggressively bullish. His immediate target for the SP100 now is a 500-point move higher from here. Again, this guy's a very good technician. 500-point move higher, that's 12% higher from here in the S&P 500. What's interesting about that is, of course, we're bullish. Now, Rich Ross is bullish. Tom McClellan, some of my favorites, okay? People that you may not know their names, but they get stuff right. They just, they, they're on the right side of big moves, okay? These people I'm mentioning here. Rich Ross, Tom McClellan, Jeff Sout. I used to work with Jeff at Raymond James. Marco Kalanovic at J.P. Morgan. Uh, Jim Paulson and Tom Lee. They're, they're all very bullish here. They believe the lows are in. Uh, I'm not big in time into labels, but I do think the lows are in and that uh, I think that my confidence is pretty high about this. The internals have been amazingly better. Investor sentiment, folks, and this is a key point. It's a big-time key point. Everybody we talk to is worried, very, very worried, concerned, scared even, about not just the economy, we see it in all the consumer sentiment surveys, but certainly about this administration. We all see it, right? We've seen it from the beginning of coronavirus insanity. This is intentional. One thing after another has been intentional. So the, the, I think the reality now is the, the majority. The majority of people believe that they're not going to stop. They're going for the jugular. I just don't think that's the case. Because going for the jugular means crashing the system. That's the ultimate play, right, of a Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum, right, and the Great Reset. You'll own nothing and like it. But, folks, that's their 2030 game plan, right? This is 2022. This is one of the reasons, based on cycle theory, that we're very bullish, and we laid this out in our new book, The Big Bribe. Go to bigbribebook.com, bigbribebook.com, and, uh, and please purchase it. Hope you enjoy it. Thank you to everybody that has bought it so far. Sales have been fantastic. Really appreciate it. We laid this out in the book, though, that, yeah, that, that's, that, that may be a worry down the road, but we think that's over with. We think we have a massive rally ahead of us. Everybody has gotten extremely bearish and worried, and that typically means a major move higher is going to start. It's just the way human nature works. It's the way the markets work, and it's certainly the way in, uh, investors trade off of investor sentiment surveys. So, uh, again, that's our view. I think the CPI number is going to be a beat tomorrow. I think it's going to be good news. I look for tech and growth and, and, and yes, the semiconductors to rally. And um, I think we're going to have a strong, uh, a strong August and probably a strong September. Then we get into that rocky period, you know, the crash months of October, November. But again, we've got the midterms coming up. Our forecast has been now for about a month and a half, a melt up into the midterms. 
and to year end. We've got the data that backs that up, the analytics that back it up. It's been a while since I've said this. Let me repeat it one more time. We just had the worst six, first six months of the year uh, since 1970, right? Based on SPU of 100. By some metrics, the worst ever. But certainly the worst start to the year for six months since 1970. Going back to the 1930s, when this, when this relative kind of awful start has happened, minus 15% or more, it's only happened six times. When it's happened before, 100% of the time, the markets have rallied into year end. And they've done it with an average return, folks, of 23.7% for, for six months. So <clears throat> wouldn't it be interesting if we got a massive move higher with this brain-dead uh, president we have, right, with everybody extremely negative because everybody is. And I just remind everybody that the wealthy, the elite, right, they own everything that we care most about. They own it too. They own a lot more of it. And they don't like losing money. So unless they've sold all their real estate, all their stocks, all the debt holdings they have, right? Unless they've sold all that, the last thing they're going to want to do is crash the system. I think, again, putting things in perspective, that works for me. It has throughout my career. Uh, when, when I can dovetail that, some common sense really, along with some really clear data analytics, and also looking at, again, some of the best market strategists that I know, and I follow these people for a very long time. They've got long careers like me, and they tend to be very good at their calls. I've, I've been pretty decent in my calls as well, I'd like to think. that uh, I, think uh, I think that the worst-case scenario doesn't happen, and I think that uh, Joe Biden's going to try to make that turn that Bill Clinton did. I really do. I'll leave you with this, folks. We've had three brutal bear markets in four years, right? <clears throat> unprecedented. Unprecedented. The average stock's fallen 40 to 60%. Investors are wiped out, washed out, don't like stocks. I hear it all day long. You, you hear it and you feel it, right? But remember this. In the previous three bear markets, including this one, after the, the, we had one in the fourth quarter of 2018. If you remember, the, the, the Fed hike rates eight straight times, of course, because Donald Trump is president, and they could. And, of course, he acted on as much as he could. Uh, Jay Powell decided to uh, show him his boss. He showed us his boss by melting the market down. We had a fourth quarter from hell. The markets, uh, the average stock again fell more than 50%. But when the bottom took place in December of 2018, it only took the markets four months to get back to all-time highs. So here's another pattern. We had it again, right? Coronavirus insanity. We had the market collapse, 37% collapse in just five weeks, right? Oh, who, who will ever forget that? You know, this pandemic from hell. Well, during that time frame, the average stock fell over 60% in five weeks. But once the bottom was in, that was March, March 23rd of 2020, it only took five months for the markets to get back to all-time highs. So the 2018 meltdown, it took four months to get back to all-time highs. The 2020 meltdown, it took five months to get back to all-time highs. The market went on to double right within 12 months. Today, after now going through another bear market, where the average stock has fallen more than 50%, we're up 14% on the S&P 500 from the June 17th lows. If history's a guide here, in about another three months, we'll be back at all-time highs. That's, that's what Rich Ross at Evercore is talking about. That's the move he's looking for. And again, it, it, it dovetails well with our melt-up in the midterms. 
now that Jay Powell's primary job is not to care about inflation anymore. His primary job is to get Joe Biden's acolytes reelected, the uniparty uh, candidates reelected as many as possible so it's not a complete shellacking. And to get the economy going, folks, I think that's what we're witnessing here. CPI tomorrow should be good news. We'll look for rates to fall further still. Again, the 10 years fallen in just, what, a month and a half from 3.5% to just under 2.8%. Our view, again, spelled out in the big bribe, is rates will only go lower. They've only gone lower for 40 years. We did not break that uptrend. And I think rates continue lower until ultimately rates are negative in the U.S. That's been our forecast for some time now, for years, and it remains our forecast, again, spelled out in the book. Uh, that's how we're positioned, and I think tomorrow we get some good news. I think the markets rally. All right, let's take a look under the hood today. This is not great news. Uh, it was not great news of the internals. Not, it could have been worse, though, right? I mean, again, NASDAQ down 150 points. That's, that's, a, fair, that's a fairly substantial loss. But NASDAQ was 2 to 1 negative on, uh, on advanced decline. Volume was worse, almost 4 to 1 negative. But NYSE was much, much better. NYSE was uh, better than 2 to 1 negative on uh, both advanced decline and volume. And then we get to our new 52 highest lows. Remember, folks, well, just a month and a half ago, these readings were just horrible. Well, today, yesterday, we were positive across the board, right? Even with the flat market. Today, we had to com- uh, combine, uh, what is this? Uh, it, it was much, much better than it's been. We only had about 70 more stocks hit a new low than a new high. We'll definitely take that as this market continues to get a little bit healthier one step at a time. In our sector watch today, of our 11 SP 500 sectors, we had seven finished lower, four finished higher. Led to the downside by consumer discretionary down 1.5%, technology down 1%, communication services down 7 tenths of 1%. To the upside, energy, uh, oil making a comeback here, energy up, uh, stocks up 1.7%, utilities up 1%, real estate up 7 tenths of 1%. In our commodity watch today, we had, uh, again, gold continues to move higher. And I think gold has signaled its uh, bottoms in place. Again, we've been pounding the table in this group here. I think we've got a big move higher. Just a quick reminder. We have the three big reasons to own precious metals and miners here. Seasonality, positioning by the commercials, and um, a sentiment. All three of these are flashing major buy signals. This, this month, August, September, and the first two weeks of October are, seasonally speaking, the strongest time of the year to own precious metals, certainly to own gold. And if gold's moving, that means the miners are really going to move. Gold today, uh, kind of a quiet day, but again, once again higher, up $6 an ounce at $18.11 an ounce. Silver today, down $0.10 an ounce at $20.52 after the big move higher it's had. Copper today, actually up $0.03 a pound at $3.59 a pound. And uh, crude oil, uh, even though, again, energy stocks today were up sharply, Crude oil today was essentially flat, down 20 cents a barrel at $90.58. Finally today, Bitcoin down 786 at 23139 But I have to repeat, you know, I'm not, I don't have a, I, I have not put a buy back on Bitcoin, but I like the action. It's been so much better. The news has been nothing but horrible. It's been horrible for Bitcoin, right? People are quitting. People are giving up. People are saying it's a bear market. It's going a lot lower. And uh, wallets are being raided. Uh, regulations are, are being uh, increased. You, you're seeing hack jobs happen for a lot of these uh, smaller cryptos that aren't proven to be a store of value at all. But somehow, Bitcoin is holding in above 20000 now holding in above 23000 I think that's a very good sign. And I think it's a good sign.
for the markets as a risk on buy signal. All right, folks, we'll, uh, we'll see what the CPI is tomorrow. And uh, we'll be reporting that back to you both tomorrow during our uh, midday video update and our podcast at the close again tomorrow. Always appreciate you listening. Have a great night, folks. And uh, we'll see you back here again tomorrow. Bye-bye.